Welcome to the Humanity Leadership Podcast. My name is David Wheatley. We're here to talk leadership in small, bite-sized and practical chunks. Enjoy. So welcome to another episode of the Humanity Leadership Podcast. This is another of our first Friday sessions. Happens every month on the first Friday of the month at 12 o'clock noon Eastern time when uh, we have a, a about a 50-minute work session with anybody who wants to sign up. You can sign up for that online at humanity.com. This month, we have Corey Fernandez talking about the leadership listener. As we get into this topic today, the leadership listener, these are the items that I'm going to start to speak to a little bit. Um, we'll talk about these leadership listeners, the really effective leadership listeners. These are people that focus on the result of communication not just the activity. Uh, these are people that increase the probability of mutual understanding with proven routines. And we're gonna talk about how leadership listeners feed their relationships with the leadership pyramid. So these will be the key areas that we dive into in just a moment. Um, but I, I was thinking back to the chat thread as we started here today, and y'all had started to list out um, when you've had exceptional listeners in, in your life, the impact they've had on you. And one of the responses from James was around, they make me feel seen. Um, that gave me the chills. It, gave, it absolutely gave me the chills. They made me feel seen. They made me feel heard, valued. They made life easier. They, uh, they made me actually uh, feel motivated. Those are real impacts that we have when we can show up as real strong listeners and effective listeners in each other's lives. And so we're going to talk about some of the important things that help us do this work more and more and be aware of some of the, the choices we have when we're trying to be an effective listener in our people's lives, in our, in our families' lives, and so on. This first one around the leadership listener being somebody that's interested in the result, not just the, just the activity. If you think about it, communication is a lot of doing. But the most effective listeners, they really work hard to go after the result because that's the most important piece. And they want that result to be mutual understanding. They want that picture in my head to match the picture in the person across from me's head. They want the picture in the person's across, across from them's head to match up with the picture in their head. And so they're really working hard and it takes effort to make sure that we can achieve that incredible result of mutual understanding. That's the most important part of all the doing is that we actually see the pictures match up because when we do, things get easier. We can be aligned. We can be on the same page. We can move in the same direction. And that's a really important part of the work that we have to do. Oops, somehow I got clicked back there. And if you look at the snapshot on the screen, right, imagine this being status quo. Imagine that of 10% of the time that I'm communicating and kind of exchanging with people on the left-hand side, 10% of the time, there's no understanding whatsoever. And there's impact there, right? Let's just say 60% of the time is more brittle. We might think we're understanding of each other. We might think we're aligned, but something's a little off. And that has impact as well. And 30% of the time that we're communicating, that we're doing some of this important work and interacting, we achieve deep mutual understanding. And I believe those leadership listeners, they really strive to go beyond status quo. And they say, if I can just shift the scale, just 15%, to more and more deep mutual understanding. Imagine how my life would be different. Imagine how much 
uh, how much more rewarding my life will be if I can really shift to more instances where we achieve deep mutual understanding and try to minimize the instances where that mutual understanding is brittle or perhaps there's no understanding at all. And so I think that's the important work of the leadership listener. We're always committed to kind of that journey, that work of trying to shift more and more to that deep mutual understanding, because when we do, more and more people feel seen, heard, valued, uh, cared for, motivated, things get easier. Now, to do some of the work, the actual work, we can lean on routines that will increase the probability of mutual understanding. And the Humanergy team, we work with a lot of leaders to help us get really steady, really consistent in these routines that when we're listening, we can do three things really well. One, we can make sure we're absorbing the information that's coming to us, all the rich data points, verbal and nonverbal. So we really absorb like a sponge, make sure we're soaking up the information with our eyes and our ears. And when we then hear somebody, you know, kind of speak things into the world, we want to be able to close the loop. We want to be able to summarize well what we're hearing and make sure that we replay some picture of what we've captured. Because when we replay it well, when we summarize well, it allows the actual sender of information to know that we've heard them when we summarize a really well done picture. And if we're a little off, we can seek greater clarity and we can continue to exchange until those pictures match up in each other's heads. And so we absorb well, we close the loop well. Again, that's a summary of what we're hearing. And then clarifying questions are valuable when necessary to kind of make sure the picture gets more and more matched up along the way. You might see that note at the bottom of the screen, email is great for summarizing. So for those of us that like to lean on email for a lot of the ways that we communicate, um, we'll say that if that's your default, we know it's a necessary evil, but it can often be a, a really, really a struggle to get to mutual understanding. It can be great for summarizing, but it really is a challenge to get to mutual understanding when we're just exchanging words because words often have different meaning. Um, they can lead to different understanding. And that's why uh, that written exchange can be really tough to, to get to mutual understanding quickly. All right. And then leadership listeners, they're really effective at feeding their relationships with these items on the screen. These are all important to leadership. These are things that uh, to be effective as leaders, we need to do all these things well. Certainly authentic respect is kind of a critical foundation in all of this. If we're not really finding common ground with people, if we're not building some trust and some appreciation for people around us, it makes it harder for these other pieces to be effective. Um, but all these pieces become important to leadership. And when I often work with leaders, I ask the question, if I'm trying to really motivate people around me, if I'm really trying to kind of make them feel motivated and connected, which of these should I be doing most often and which should I be doing least often? Which of these should I be doing most often and which should I do, be doing least often if I'm really trying to motivate people around me? And oftentimes people will look at this list and they'll be wrestling around with this and they'll, they'll see that. If I spend too much time telling people what to do, that motivation will dip over time. So telling kind of becomes one that, that quickly surfaces in people's minds and they'll start to put a rank order together. And then ultimately, we tend to land to what we call the leadership pyramid. This can give us an order 
perhaps of how to organize some of the ways that we show up and how we connect and how we feed relationships. And the items on the top, when I tell, when I advise, when I share perspective, these are important aspects of leadership. Um, these are things that we have to do. Um, but if we lean on them too often, people will say that it feels like my boss is basically, I'm taking orders for them all the time. I'm not allowed to think for them myself. Um, I'm not able to take ownership for my own ideas. I'm just kind of, you know, basically a pair of hands. I'm doing the work. I'm being told what to do. And that can be the impact if we lean on the top of the pyramid too much, too often. Now, certainly in instances where there's an emergency, we might have to tell people what to do, right? If there's a fire in the building, if we're onboarding people in our organizations, we have the responsibility to tell, to share, to advise, and make sure that they get more and more access to information that'll help them be successful in their roles. These are important aspects, but when we lean on them too much, they can have a downside. So we like to help people explore the importance of the bottom of the pyramid where we spend time as leaders really understanding the value of listening, summarizing, and asking powerful questions. This part of the pyramid is what activates critical thinking. This part of the pyramid is what helps people start to think for their own, start to develop their own confidence in their thinking and so on. And when we do that, we actually can be really effective at scaling you know, the people around us to be effective problem solvers. If we lean too much here, we train people to come to us for the answers and we become dispensaries of information and we could be a bottleneck. And so when we actually spend more and more time here as leaders at the bottom of the pyramid, we can actually activate critical thinking. We can help people take ownership of solving their own problems and so on and really start to scale problem solvers across our teams, across our organizations. It's a really important place to play. Just a couple more pieces here to think about is there are instances where, you know, we can go to our leader and they don't spend, and we can start to share something that's happening in our lives, a challenge that we're facing with a customer or a technology or a machine. And that leader quickly might hear a glimpse of what we're trying to say, and they jump right to the top of the pyramid. There's impact there where we don't feel heard. And immediately we feel dismissed that our ideas don't feel like they matter. And that's a place that, you know, we have to be careful of as leaders that we don't just jump to telling. Um, we need to make sure we're, we're conscious of the impact that that can have on people over time. There are other instances where I could start to listen really well to somebody that's sharing something with me and I'm listening, listening, I'm showing them that, that my body language is really into it. And I don't summarize, I don't ask a question at all to learn more information for this person. I just jump right to advice. And in that moment, it might not feel like I was really listening at all. It just might feel like to that other person, I was listening to respond. I couldn't wait to get my advice out in the world. So I listened and the moment that person stopped talking, I jumped right to advice or right to telling. And that person might feel less than heard. And that, that all, all, you know, at, at that point, that there's a connection that actually kind of breaks a bit and their advice might become less and less valuable. There are instances where I listen really well and I can summarize really well. And that person on the other end feels like I really heard them and I'm understanding where they're coming from. And then I go to advice or then I go to telling. And all of a sudden that strengthens 
my advice in that moment because that person feels like they they're they're getting advice because that person's understanding where they're coming from and that advice is going to be valued because I, I I can better appreciate the picture of what they're going through. And then lastly, we can find ourselves in these places here as a leader where we're listening well, we're summarizing well, we're asking powerful questions, and the more we do that and the more, the more we help people think for themselves, it drives motivation. Again, it helps helps them scale their thinking, scale their skills, scale their capabilities. And it's a powerful place to play to help people feel seen, valued, heard, motivated, and continuing to grow in our organizations and teams. And it becomes almost a default to some extent. When we can play more and more here, it's a powerful place to play. And so as you go forward, you know, a lot of ways, what I'd like to think is that you try to burn this leadership pyramid into your head a bit. And just know that when we earn the right, earn the right by listening well, summarizing well, and asking powerful questions, we can really be more and more effective at the top of the pyramid. We earn the right to play up at the top of the pyramid, and that can make us more effective when we tell, advise, or share our own perspective, because then people are going to be more willing to listen to what we have to say when we've done the things on the bottom of the pyramid really, really well. And so with that, Lance, I am going to, oh, I had one more piece, actually. Um, this is the last item that you might find valuable today in the sense that um, oftentimes when people come to us with challenges and things they want to address, I often recommend to, to leaders to just ask the question to the people they're with. Sounds like there's a lot going on in your life right now that you really need some help with. Do you need me to listen, give advice, or get involved? And let them respond with where they want you to play on the pyramid. And then you can decide if you need to dial it up and go to the advice or the tell. Or if they just want you to listen and they tell you they want you to listen, you'll know where you need to play. And so this can be a really helpful question to ask people. That way you know where to play on the pyramid as you're interacting more and more with people, with family members, and so on. I often hear people uh, see this question like, man, I could really use this at home right now. This is a great thing to apply with my spouse, my significant other. Um, this is going to go a long way for me. So keep that in mind as uh, you wrestle with today's topic a little bit more. And uh, Lance, I'll turn it back over to you. Well, thanks, Corey. But actually, it's handing over to David this time. In real time, it was handing over to Lance, but this time it's David. And I hope you enjoyed that presentation and please join us on the first Friday of every month for more of them and have a great Thanksgiving as Corey was alluding to in his message. That was the Humanity Leadership Podcast. My name's David Wheatley. For further information about Humanity, go to humanity.com or check out our latest book, What Great Teams Do Great from all good bookstores. Have a good one. Stay healthy.